Pendant Productions proudly presents King John, written by William Shakespeare. Act Three Gone to be married? Gone to swear a peace? False blood to false blood joined, gone to be friends! Ugh. Shall Louis have Blanche and Blanche those provinces? It is not so. Now hast misspoke, misheard. Be well advised, tell o'er thy tale again. It cannot be. Thou dost but say tis so. I trust I may not trust thee, for thy word is but the vain breath of a common man. Believe me, I do not believe thee, man. I have a king's oath to the contrary. Thou shalt be punished for thus frightening me, for I am sick and capable of fears, oppressed with wrongs and therefore full of fears, a widow, husbandless, subject to fears, a woman naturally born to fears. And though thou now confess thou didst but jest with my vexed spirits, I cannot take a truce, but they will quake and tremble all this day. What dost thou mean by shaking of thy head? Why dost thou look so sadly on my son? What means that hand upon thy breast of thine? Why holds thine eye that lamentable room like a proud river peering o'er his bounds? Be these sad signs confirmers of thy words? Then speak again, not all thy former tale, but this one word, whether thy tale be true. As true as I believe you think them faults that give you cause to prove me saying true. Oh, if thou teach me to believe this sorrow, teach thou this sorrow how to make me die, and let belief and life encounter so as doth the fury of two desperate men which in the very meeting fall and die. Louis, Mary, Blanche! Oh, boy, then where art thou? France, friend with England, what becomes of me? Fellow, be gone, I cannot brook thy sight. This news hath made thee a most ugly man. What harm have I, good lady, done, but spoke the harm that is by others done? Which harm within itself so heinous is, as it makes harmful all that speak of it. I do beseech you, madam, be content. If thou that bids me be content wert grim, ugly, and slanderous to thy mother's womb, full of unpleasing blots and sightless stains, lame, foolish, crooked, swart, prodigious, patched with foul moles and eye-offending marks, I would not care. I then would be content, for then I should not love thee, no, nor thou become thy great birth, nor deserve a crown. But thou art fair, and at thy birth, dear boy, nature and fortune joined to make thee great. Of nature's gifts thou mayest with lilies boast, and with the half-blown rose. But fortune Oh, she is corrupted, changed, and won from thee. She adulterates hourly with thine Uncle John, and with her golden hand hath plucked on France to tread down fair respect of sovereignty, and made his majesty the bawd to theirs. France is a bawd to fortune, and King John. That strumpet fortune, that usurping John! Tell me, thou fellow, is not France forsworn? Envenom him with words, or get thee gone and leave those woes alone, which I alone am bound to underbear. 
Pardon me, madam, I may not go without you to the king's. Thou mayest. Thou shalt. I will not go with thee. I will instruct my sorrows to be proud, for grief is proud and makes his owners stoop. To me and to the state of my great grief let kings assemble, for my grief so great that no supporter but the huge firm earth can hold it up. Here I and sorrows sit. Here is my throne. Bid kings come bow to it. This true, fair daughter, and this blessed day ever in France shall be kept festival. To solemnize this day, the glorious sun stays in his course and plays the alchemist. Turning with splendor of his precious eyes, a meager cloudy earth to glittering gold, the yearly course that brings this day about shall never see it but a holiday. A wicked day, and not a holy day. What hath this day deserved? What hath it done that it in golden letters should be set among the high tides in the calendar? Nay, rather turn this day out of the week, this day of shame, oppression, perjury. Or if it must stand still, let wives with child pray that their burdens may not fall this day, lest that their hopes prodigiously be crossed. But on this day, let seamen fear no wreck, no bargains break that are not this day made. This day, all things begun come to ill end. Yea, faith itself to hollow falsehood change. By heaven, lady, you shall have no cause to curse the fair proceedings of this day. Have I not pawned to you, my majesty? You have beguiled me with a counterfeit, resembling majesty, which being touched and tried, proves valueless. You are forsworn, forsworn. You came in arms to spill mine enemy's blood, but now in arms, you strengthen it with yours. The grappling vigor and rough frown of war is cold in amity and painted peace, and our oppression hath made up this league. Arm! Arm, you heavens, against these perjured kings! A widow cries, be husband to me, heavens! Let not the hours of this ungodly day wear out the day in peace, but ere sunset set armed discord twixt these perjured kings. Hear me, oh, hear me! Lady Constance, peace. War, war, no peace. Peace is to me a war, O oh Lymages, O oh Austria. Thou dost shame that bloody spoil. Thou slave, thou wretch, thou coward, thou little valiant, great in villainy, thou ever strong upon the stronger side, thou fortune's champion that dost never fight, but when her humorous ladyship is by to teach thee safety, thou art perjured too, and soothed up greatness. What a fool art thou, a ramping fool to brag and stamp and swear upon my party. Thou cold-blooded slave, hast thou not spoke like thunder on my side, been sworn my soldier, bidding me depend upon thy stars, thy fortune, and thy strength? And dost thou now fall over to my fours? 
thou wear a lion's hide? Doff it for shame and hang a calfskin on those recreant limbs. Oh, that a man should speak those words to me. And hang a calfskin on those recreant limbs. Thou darest not say so, villain, for thy life. And hang a calf's skin on those recreant limbs. We like not this. Thou dost forget thyself. Here comes the only legate of the Pope. Hail, you appointed deputies of heaven. To thee, King John, my holy errand is. I, Pandolf of Fair Milan Cardinal, and from Pope Innocent the Legate here, do in his name religiously demand why thou, against the Church, our Holy Mother, so willfully dost spurn, and force perforce to keep Stephen Langton, chosen Archbishop of Canterbury, from that Holy See. This, in our foresaid Holy Father's name, Pope Innocent, I do demand of thee. What earthy name to interrogatories can task the free breath of a sacred king? Thou canst not, Cardinal, devise a name so slight, unworthy, and ridiculous to charge me to an answer as the Pope. Tell him this tale, and from the mouth of England, and thus much more, that no Italian priest shall tithe or toll in our dominions, but as we, under heaven, our supreme head, so under him, that great supremacy where we do reign, we will alone uphold without the assistance of a mortal hand. So tell the Pope all reverence set apart to him and his usurped authority. Roger of England, you blaspheme in this. Though you and all the kings of Christendom are led so grossly by this meddling priest, dreading the curse that money may buy out, and by the merit of vile gold, dross dost purchase corrupted pardon of a man who in that sale sells pardon from himself. Though you and all the rest so grossly led this juggling witchcraft that revenue cherish, yet I alone... Alone do me oppose against the Pope and count his friends my foes. Then by the lawful power that I have, thou shalt stand cursed and excommunicate. And blessed shall he be that doth revolt from his allegiance to an heretic. And meritorious shall that hand be called, canonized and worshipped as a saint that takes away by any secret course thy hateful life. O lawful let it be that I have room with Rome to curse a while. Good father cardinal, cry thou amen to my keen curses. For without my wrong, there is no tongue hath power to curse him right. There's law and warrant, lady, for my curse. And for mine, too. When law can do no right, let it be lawful that law bar no wrong. Law cannot give my child his kingdom here, for he that holds his kingdom holds the law. Therefore, since law itself is perfect wrong, how can the law forbid my tongue to curse? Philip of France, on peril of a curse, let go the hand of that arch-heretic, and raise the power of France upon his head, unless he do submit himself to Rome. Look'st thou pale, France? Do not let go thy hand. Look to that devil, lest that France repent, and by disjoining hands, hell lose a soul. King Philip, listen to the cardinal. And hang a calfskin on his recreant limbs. Well, ruffian, I must pocket up these wrongs, because... Your britches best may carry them. Philip, what sayest thou to the cardinal? What should he say but as the cardinal? Bethink you, father, for the difference is purchase of a heavy curse from Rome or the light loss of England for a friend. For God's easier. That's the curse of Rome. O oh, Louis, stand fast. The devil tempts thee here in likeness of a new, untrimmed bride. The Lady Constance speaks not from her faith, but from her need. Oh, if thou grant my need, which only lives but by the death of faith, that need must needs infer this principle, that faith would live again by death of need. 
Oh, then tread down my need, and faith mounts up. Keep my need up, and faith is trodden down. The king is moved, and answers not to this. Oh, be removed from him, and answer well. Do so, King Philip, hang no more in doubt. Hang nothing but a calf's skin, most sweet lout. I am perplexed, and know not what to say. What canst thou say but will perplex thee more if thou stand excommunicate and cursed? Good reverend father, make my person yours, and tell me how you would bestow yourself. This royal hand and mine are newly knit, and the conjunction of our inward souls married in league, coupled and linked together with all religious strength of sacred vows, the latest breath that gave this sound of words was deep-sworn faith, peace, amity, true love between our kingdoms and our royal selves, and even before this truce, but knew before, no longer than we well could wash our hands to clap this royal bargain up of peace. Heaven knows they were besmeared and overstained with slaughter's pencil, where revenge did paint the fearful difference of incensed kings, and shall these hands, so lately purged of blood, so newly joined in love, so strong in both, unyoke this seizure and this kind of regret, play fast and loose with fate. So jest with heaven, make such unconstant children of ourselves, as now again to snatch our palm from palm, unswear faith sworn, and on the marriage bed of smiling peace to marshy bloody host, and make a riot on the gentle brow of true sincerity. O oh, holy sir, my reverend father, let it not be so. Out of your grace, device ordain, impose some gentle order. And then we shall be blessed to do your pleasure and continue friends. All form is formless, order orderless, save what is opposite to England's love. Therefore, to arms. Be champion of our church, or let the church, our mother, breathe her curse, a mother's curse on her revolting son. France, thou mayst hold a serpent by the tongue, a chafed lion by the mortal paw, a fasting tiger safer by the tooth than keep in peace that hand which thou dost hold. I may disjoin my hand. But not my fate. So makest thou faith an enemy to faith? And like a civil war, setst oath to oath, thy tongue against thy tongue? No. Oh, let thy vow first made to heaven, first be to heaven, perform, that is, to be the champion of our church. What, since thou swarest is sworn against thyself, and may not be performed by thyself? For that which thou hast sworn to do amiss is not amiss when it is truly done. And being not done, where doing tends to ill, the truth is then most done not doing it. The better act of purpose mistook is to mistake again, though indirect, yet indirection thereby grows direct. And falsehood, falsehood cures, as fire cools fire within the scorched veins of one new burned. It is religion that doth make vows kept, but thou hast sworn against religion, by what thou swearest against the thing thou swearest, and makest an oath the surety for thy truth against an oath. The truth thou art unsure to swear, swears only not to be forsworn, else what a mockery should it be to swear. But thou dost swear only to be forsworn, and most forsworn to keep what thou dost swear. Therefore, thy later vows against thy first is in thyself rebellion to thyself, and better conquest never canst thou make than arm thy constant and thy nobler parts against these giddy loose suggestions, upon which better part our prayers come in if thou vouchsafe them. 
But if not, then know the peril of our curses light on thee so heavy, as thou shalt not shake them off, but in despair die under their black weight. Rebellion! Flat rebellion! Wilt not be? Will not a calf's skin stop that mouth of thine? Father, to arms. Upon thy wedding day, against the blood that thou hast married? What, shall our feast be kept with slaughtered men? Shall braying trumpets and loud churlish drums, clamors of hell, be measures to our pomp? Oh, husband, hear me. I alack how new husband is in my mouth, even for that name which till this time my tongue did ne'er pronounce upon my knee, I beg you. Go not to arms against mine uncle. Oh, upon my knee, made hard with kneeling, I do pray to thee, thou virtuous Dauphin, alter not the doom forethought by heaven. Now shall I see thy love. What motive may be stronger with thee than the name of wife? That which upholdeth him that thee upholds, his honor. Oh, thine honor, Louis, thine honor. I muse your majesty doth seem so cold, when such profound respects do pull you on. I will denounce a curse upon his head. Thou shalt not need. England, I will fall from thee. Oh, fair return of banished majesty. Oh, foul revolt of French inconstancy. France, thou shalt rue this hour, within this hour. Old time the clock-setter, that bald sexton time. Is it as he will? Well then, France shall rue. The sun's o'ercast with blood. Fair day, adieu. Which is the side that I must go withal? I am with both. Each army hath a hand. And in their rage, I having hold of both, they swirl asunder and dismember me. Husband, I cannot pray that thou mayest win. Uncle, I needs must pray that thou mayest lose. Father, I may not wish the fortune thine. Grandam, I will not wish thy fortunes thrive. Whoever wins, on that side shall I lose a short loss before the match be played. Lady, with me, with me thy fortune lies. There where my fortune lives, there my life dies. Cousin, go draw our puissance together. France, I am burned up with inflaming wrath, a rage whose heat hath this condition, that nothing can allay nothing but blood, the blood and dearest valued blood of France. Thy rage shall burn thee up. And thou shalt turn to ashes, ere our blood shall quench that fire. Look to thyself, thou art in jeopardy. No more than he that threats. Two arms, let's hide! The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. King John. Act 3, Part 1, featuring the voice talents of Valena Cutler as Constance, Karim Cronfley as Cardinal Pandolf, Taher Chowdhury as King Philippe, Russell Gold as King John, Kyle Garrett as Philip the Bastard, Alexandra Elroy as Austria, Olivia Steele as Blanche, Will Harrison Wallace as Louis the Dauphin, Laura Bramblett as the Countess of Salisbury, Julia Eve as Queen Eleanor, 
and Kristen Mass as Arthur. Written by William Shakespeare, adapted for audio by Landon Bell, directed by George Linfield, assistant director Joel Rowan. Music by Doxent Zygmunt of soundcloud.com forward slash doxent hyphen Zygmunt. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2018 Pendant Productions. Next time on The Pendant Shakespeare. Now by my life this day grows wondrous hot. Some airy devil hovers in the sky and pours down mischief. <laughs> Austria's head lie there while Philip breathes. <clears throat> I had a thing to say, but let it go. The sun is in the heaven, and the proud day attended with the pleasures of the world is all too wanton and too full of gods to give me audience. Misery's love, oh, come to me. Oh, fair affliction, peace. Royal's Machinations continue in King John Act 3, Part 2, presented by the Wild Bill Variety Show. What can go ill when we have run so ill? Are we not beaten? Listen or catch up anytime on desktop or mobile at PendantAudio.com.